Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hey, Jess. I just got uh, 40 rejection letters in the mail that um, I can't can't go to graduate school for podcasting. So (laughs) it's a little rough. Oh, man. Not even Boris accepted you. You know what? Boris did accept me, but for um, phlebotomy. So not what I signed up for. But then again, same diff, same diff. Yeah, I feel so bad for Eric. The amount of rejection. Yeah. 40 rejection letters. So much. Um, We'll get into it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Obviously, we are here talking Boy Meets World. Uh, season three, episodes 13 and 14. Um, both of these for me were fairly memorable. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like I remembered a decent amount about mostly the first episode, I would say. Um, really? Yeah. I feel like it was a less of a memorable one for me. I just like, I don't know. Um, I just remember like the whole Frankie thing. And I think this is why when he was like first introduced with Joey um, mm-hmm. in season two, right? It was season two he was introduced or was it yep. three? Yeah. Okay. Um, when he was first introduced, I remember being like, well, he, I know I always had a soft spot for him. Like I really enjoyed him as a character. I'm so excited to see him. And I think it was like episodes like this where I, that was why I remembered loving him so much because yeah. he does have that softer side. And I really appreciate how they flesh him out as a character more versus making him the forever bully that Mm -hmm. you know other characters might be in other child sitcom type of shows right absolutely I think that Frankie is definitely a unique character 
for sitcom television and we get to really know his family in the upcoming episodes. We get to know his dad. We know we get to know his little <laughs> brother. Um, we get yeah, to I was know almost him. scared you were going to bark when you came on the podcast. That was going to be your introduction. I'm not much of a barker. I gotta be mm-hmm. honest with you. Yeah, I do. I do love like I really like when shows um, <laughs> and we'll talk about the Morgan situation, but I do appreciate when like they repeatedly bring back Frankie and his father and his father is yes. the same guy every time like he's a yes. wrestler. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. It adds consistency. Um, And I also love how like people like Feeney and Amy are just like, come on, Francis. Like, yeah. don't you start. <laughs> yeah. My favorite line in the entire episode is, come on, Francis, you don't act like this at the PTA meeting. <laughs> the best line of the whole entire episode. It was so good. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah. And then like as for like the the, the second episode that we're going to be talking about, like I do remember it. Um, and yes, of course, it's iconic because Corey and Topanga aren't together and it's like that whole thing. And, you know, it's more of Turner's past, which is also nice to know. I think like it's interesting that we paired. I mean, not that it was on purpose, but that the two episodes that were paired together are spent fleshing out a little bit more of two separate characters. Um, Because we haven't, I mean, we don't know a ton about Turner's history. We do not. We don't know a ton about Feeney's history. It's nice getting Mm -hmm. to know secondary characters because we're really getting to know who Sean and Corey are at their core. And they're not, and even Eric as well, and they're not, always people's favorite characters like people love side characters they like secondary characters they you know especially some of these more character-ish characters like a Frankie or like a Feeny so it's it's really nice that season three has been showcasing a lot of different characters backstories so we get to know a little bit more about them and we get to um enjoy getting to know them as well so it was really exciting um getting to see why frankie is the way he is or how he feels behind the scenes of being used as a lackey and as like a really like a bodyguard and attack dog uh, an enforcer and it was good seeing turner where he came from and seeing somebody from his past too Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also think that it's fun to see Frankie without Joey. Because I yes. think, I don't know why that was, like, that was chosen. I don't know why maybe the actor had something going on today or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just really appreciate that we get Frankie without Joey. Because he's always seen with Joey. And so we only know him as Frankie and Joey. And they're like, you know, yeah. Joey is the mouth and, you know, Frankie is the muscle. Right. Um, and you know you and I are both, like, sincerely over Joey oh Joey is so fucking annoying yeah he annoys me so much like his voice annoys me everything he says annoys me whereas I just like Frankie is way more endearing to me he has layers um I just I don't know I just really appreciate him so I'm really excited to to get into Mm -hmm. these episodes I gotta say that I'm trying to look it up and this might be the last time we see Joey like we're not going to see Joey again until um, the graduation episode. Oh, really? He just falls off the map, too? See, I didn't remember that. I will. I I mean, I think I definitely remember that Frankie was hanging out with Corey 
and Sean Moore. And I guess it makes sense that, um, yeah, that not he was not around anymore. But I wonder what happened to, to him. I wonder if they were just done with his character or what yeah, the story was. Yeah, because it's not like was. he had like a send-off, really. Like, it's not like they hardly yeah. hired him, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. That'd yeah, so we're not going to see... Joey for two more years because the next episode not like with two more like not like school years two more school years yeah because this episode airs in 96 and we don't see him until 98 again oh wow okay well I mean I'm not mad about it oh you know what it is what uh well he started working for uh, a little bit on third rock from the sun Oh, so he so, was like too involved in that to have time perhaps. for this. Maybe, but sense. he was only in. I don't know if that's it because he was only in six episodes. I don't know. Hello, Mr. Blake Soper. Um, I don't know what you're up to now. You were in Blended, which is like really funny. Oh, is he a singer? I don't know. I don't know anything, but I do okay. know. I do know that he that we don't see Joey for a while. Well, I'm not mad about it. Um, let's get into the episodes. So season three, episode 13, new friends and old. Mm-hmm. Um, we start off in Feeney's office. Corey and Sean are in cheerleading outfits. Apparently Frankie and Joey had something to do with it. Um, and I think Feeney says, you know, like you better get going. You don't want anybody to see you in those. And of course, as soon as they walk out of Feeney's office, slash the boys bathroom, slash the girls bathroom, slash whatever else it's supposed to be. Uh, the guidance counselor's office. Um, the bell rings and they're caught in the hallway and everybody sees them. Yeah, there's a lot of like stares and laughs and Eric and Toby are, you know. Yeah. Are negging them on to. No wonder I never made the squad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> e- even sh- even Sean is like, well, you know, that Buns of Steel video really paid off, didn't it? <laughs> Corey, I feel like, you know, like Sean can have like a sense of humor about it. Corey, I think, takes it a lot more like personally. Yeah, Yeah, I think his ego is bruised a little bit more. I think that like uh, Sean has a bit of a tougher exterior than than Corey does. Yeah, he does not like being in the cheerleader's outfit. (laughs) No. Um, And I I love the scene of Frankie and his dad in Feeney's office. And uh, whose idea was it? I have to protect Joey the rat. (laughs) <laughs> and then we find out Joey's been suspended. Um, mm-hmm. I love I love Frankie's dad just because he's such a like caricature. Uh, he's going to straighten up. He's going to be the 12 pound heavyweight champion. What is it? 12, 12 something heavyweight champion. You, uh, and then he starts like barking and he's like, rah, rah, you rah, don't rah. have to bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also like, um, please don't yell uh, Mr. Stacchino. And he like. Frankie's like, this is not yelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and you also, do what the man says, you hear me? <laughs> and also the fact that Mrs. Takino is like literally behind I the can't. guys. I and we don't even so see, much. we don't even see her. And he's like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah. Like, I love this. My so life much. is tough. Because I had forgotten this in the episode. And like when, when it actually happened, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot this moment because it's so funny. Like that yeah. sight gag really got me. And she's so <laughs> tiny. tiny. I mean, anybody who didn't rewatch the episode, you remember how big Frankie and his father are, right? His mm-hmm. father is like a heavyweight wrestler. That tall and 
and big, but yeah. tall. And the the actress that they hire to be Frankie's mom is definitely like five foot one, like. 99 pounds pounds. yeah yeah tiny tiny woman so it's just like so funny to they were she was just like hiding behind the guys and they we didn't even see her until they moved out of the way yeah really funny joke i really really enjoyed that yeah and um i i also enjoy that um that uh mr satino is like so, I mean, we saw him have, like, a run-in with Feeney before, and, like, they got into a bit of a tiff. But mm-hmm. I really appreciate that he's like, you know what, Frankie? You're going to listen to him, and you're going to straighten up. Like, I appreciate that he actually, like, gives a shit about yeah. Frankie and School. what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a decent father. Yeah. A little hard on Frankie. We will see in the future. Yes, I remember that episode, too. I'm really excited to get to that one, yeah. because I think that that is another episode. And that's probably why I had such fond memories of Frankie. It's mm-hmm. just, like, I remember those special episodes he gets. Yeah, he's a sensitive, sensitive boy. Yeah, I love the way he talks in general, too. Very, um, like... He's, like, poetic. Like, everything Poetic, flowery. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sean and Corey come out in like athletic John Adams high clothes, which this these clothes bring back such bad memories because you if you had like any sort of accident with your clothes, you know that you were given these clothes from the nurse and it's the most embarrassing thing in the galaxy. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? We didn't have... Well, no, we didn't have school clothing like this. We had like pennies that you had to wear. And like, I remember it being a thing because... Excuse me? Um, Okay, so... Uh, I, I, that's what they were called when I was in school. I don't know if there's another name for them, but essentially it's like, um, it's like Jersey material, but it's like a tank top and it's super like lightweight. You can see through it. So the Mm -hmm. whole point of them is to like, if you're playing, um, in gym or something and you Mm -hmm. have to make teams, usually it's pennies and no pennies or like yellow pennies, green pennies. Okay. But I remember, but they were like. You they they got like put into a big bin. It's like okay, how often are these washed? Yeah, never, like, you know, no. gross. So what I'm specifying is not gym clothes. Like we didn't have gym clothes. You like oh you guys, but you guys got unsigned. given out like clothes with your school no, logo no. on them. Okay, let me let me be more specific. You wore these clothes if you had like a menstrual cycle yeah. incident from the nurse. But what are the clothes? It looks like these clothes, just like generic, like sweatpants and a oh, sweatshirt. So I was picturing like, whenever, like your high school's emblem on it or something. Yeah, like it would have like your high school's emblem on it. Like oh. it would say Warriors. But like you know that you got those clothes because of you, that. Because of that. So it was like uber embarrassing. See, now I wonder if you what would have happened clothes. in school if that happened to somebody because it never happened to me and I we never had school clothing like that. Like not mm-hmm. to my knowledge at least. I never owned any. Not that mm-hmm. I would want to because my high school, shame on them, is still known as the Indians. Hi. Oh, grow, really? Evolve. Oh, learn. that's kind of crazy. I live in New we're York. The, we were the warriors. Yeah. Um, it still yeah. pains me because I pass like a billboard every time I go to my parents' house with their like mascot and stuff. And yeah. I, I get like so heated every time. I That's pass. pretty crazy. It's annoying. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So they're wearing these like this like outfit this with the like a sweatsuit outfit. Um, and of course, as usual, Corey is, you know, talking and he's saying even Frankie wouldn't be that stupid to mess with us. If I was Corey, I would just never speak about another person in school again. 
every or do like time, a 360 like look around oh, he never room. learns he never learns he never every does. single time he talks about somebody else they're right behind him every time <laughs> i would be afraid to even like say anything yeah um frankie is pissed because joey got suspended and um it does a hilarious frankie impression yeah yeah <laughs> it's really good live by the rat and die by the rat <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> Um, and then he's like, I walk alone in this world, except for the grilled cheese in my pocket, um, which is not a great idea to put grilled cheese in your pocket. I would say that is a hard no for me. I think the butter, honestly, the butter and the cheese rules that out. Honestly, like a sandwich lint? is crumbly, too. So, like, I feel like all of in there. Things. Yeah. Like, what's the best food move. to, like, keep in your pocket? Not even a bag of chips. I don't even know. Like, maybe like an orange. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, women's pockets are so small. I think that you would be like a crab apple and a clementine. Don't even get me started on women's lack of pockets because I can rant for days. Um, uh, yeah. So yes. Corey negotiates. If you let us live, then you have two new friends in us. We can hang out, go to the movies, um, go to ball games. And Frankie's like poetry readings. So sweet. I love this. Here's the thing, though. Frankie should know that the only reason they're offering to be friends with him is so they don't die. Like, it should be obvious from it, the method yeah. of their friendship. <laughs> if you have no friends, then you'll be desperate enough to just be agreeable. Yeah. No, it's I, I think it's very cute. Um, And I love I love how much Frankie loves it. I love how he's like, this is sincere. This makes me very happy. Come here, friends. Big hug. And they do like such a cute group hug. Well, yeah, it was like a big bear hug, but everyone gets squished. Oh, well, yeah, because it's Frankie. But I still think I just love Frankie. I think he's so sweet. Um, And he I doesn't really, know his own strength. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, and, um, yeah, this episode is great because it's, it's like a combo platter of getting to know our characters because now we have Turner, um, and we get another, apparently a multiple voicemails from a strange woman we don't know yet. Um, she's in town. She thinks we owe it to one another to sit down and talk. And I love, I love this part with Sean. This I did remember. I remember specifically these lines that he's, he's like, man gets a call. Lots of calls from a very attractive lady. Gets all squirrely every time she talks. Mm. And I, I love when he's like, you say man one more time. He's like, dude's got a problem with the word man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean wants to know the tea. Turner's been keeping all these secrets to himself. And he's yes. been very irritated lately. He's not happy. Um, and Turner admits Surprise, surprise. He had a problem with this girl because he couldn't say, I love you. Shocking no to one nobody. is surprised by this. Shocking to no one. Yeah. Another girl that he is just a fuckboy to. Um, so, you know, Sean turns to Eli and is like, what's the tea, Eli? Tell me everything. Let's have like... A girl's time. Yeah, and, and I love that Eli is like discuss. so forthcoming with this information. He doesn't even wait two seconds to spill no, tea. No, Eli is ready to just gossip his little heart away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Turner's parents were rich. Um, private schools, trust funds, the whole thing. Melanie, this woman who's leaving the messages, was also rich. Everyone figured they would get married, have kids. Well, they ended up breaking up because Turner decided like that wasn't what he wanted with his life um, and everyone judged him and that was kind of it. 
Um, and I, I love this. Like, it's like it gives Turner a whole backstory we never knew about. Yes. Um, and I, I just love like peeking behind Turner's history, you know? Yeah. Makes sense how he affords this swanky apartment. Do you think he gave up all of his money? I mean, from the sounds of it. But then again, like, if you have a trust fund, like, mm-hmm. that's going to kick in no matter what you do, right? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe. Like, maybe it kicked in a little bit before. I mean, I assume he was able he's to not stash that away old. Money. I assume no. that his parents are still alive. So, he's like, like, when 35. they kick the bucket, yeah, then yep. he would get the money. Mm. Yeah, I mean, unless they took him out of the will and, like, donated to, like, the National Bird Association. Right. It depends on how um, how rough it was, like, how yeah. uh, upset they were. What him. do you think the family business is? I assumed it was some type of, ooh, interesting. I assumed that they came from money, so it was, like, generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, But let's see. Let me think. If they had to, ooh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Maybe... They like are some type of manufacturer mm. of some type of motorcycle part. Oh, interesting! Like, but just like a part, okay, just one part of it, or something. All right, that's like interesting. That. Like, they don't but own then you Harley, would think, whatever yeah. the hell. But. Then you would think that he would want to stay in the family business. I guess so. Maybe he's rebelling. They're probably just something boring. Then you know what I mean. Like, like they're probably crystal. like they're probably Cr- like crystal. accountants for somebody who's rich. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? probably. Yeah, some some sort of financials or something. Yeah. Um. Another quick question. Before the year 2021, I never heard the phrase like generational wealth and it like blew up this year. Why is everybody talking about generational wealth? Is this like some sort of like news article or meme that Not I missed that I out of? I just think it's one of those things where it's like, well, how did you how did you survive? Well, generational wealth. If you're born into money, then you just get that money passed down. I always heard like old money versus new money. I've heard that too, um, but I guess that like old money could be still be generational wealth if you're getting it passed down to you, I guess. Yeah, I would assume that that's what generational wealth equals to. Yeah. I just feel like everyone's talking about generational wealth. I wish I was talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had generational wealth. Yeah, how do we get some of that <laughs> generational wealth? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, t- t- Damn us for being a more creative family. I know. Ugh, no fun. Um, yes, yeah, so we're at the Matthews house. Uh, Corey thanks Joey, or excuse me, not Joey, Frankie for walking him home. Um, and I love how Frankie just invites himself in and he, hey, Mrs. Matthews, is it okay if Corey sleeps at my house on Friday night? Um, and uh, Corey behind him is trying to be like, no, no, no. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. And I, I really appreciated the the following conversation with Amy and Corey. Because, again, when we're not seeing the Matthews parents that often, it is mm-hmm. kind of nice to have these, like, smaller scenes of, like, them spouting some type of wisdom, you know? Yes. And I think that season three, we get more Amy than we do Alan. Yeah, this is the first time I would say that I would, yeah, that I would agree with that. I felt like season two was really lacking Amy, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. do think she's had little nuggets of wisdom along the yep. way here. Yeah. Always in the kitchen. Never Wh- leaves the kitchen. Ugh. Always in the kitchen. Always Poor in the kitchen. Uh, so, yeah, she's like, Frankie's a nice boy. If he seems like he's, you know, anything, he's probably just like, if he wants to be your friend, he's probably lonely. He's looking for people to hang out with. And she's like, 
Frankie doesn't, Corey says, Frankie doesn't need friends. Frankie's the enforcer. Everyone, um, Amy says, everybody needs friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, even, but, like, Corey's just being, like, such a little pain in the ass this episode. He's, like, he's a thug. He scares people. He's made my life miserable. Um, eh, That's all in the past, Corey. You got to forgive. I think the thing is, is, like, it's interesting this episode that Sean is the one who comes to the realization sooner that they should be nice to Frankie. Usually yeah. it's Corey who has these revelations and spouts wisdom on to Sean. But I mm-hmm. really like how they play with that in this episode. And I think it's like, I guess I can understand, you know, if someone had bullied me, um, I wouldn't necessarily look to be their friend instantly either. Um, but Corey's like a really sensitive person. He's really empathetic. So you'd think that he would notice that the reason that Frankie is trying to be his friend is because his friends keep leaving him like he doesn't have right. any friends because his maybe, two friends are gone. Yeah. Maybe that goes back to the fact like the cheerleading outfits where Sean like even though he was embarrassed like he was more lighthearted about it. And, like yeah. Corey like really took it like personally was like really mortified by the whole situation. So yeah. maybe Sean just like bounces back from that sort of like bullying or like messing with quicker. You know what else it could be too? Is just like, I mean, how much have we talked about Sean feeling like he's alone and feeling abandoned, right? With the whole pig situation and all that. He probably just feels more connected to Frankie quicker as well. Because he feels like, wow, I've been in this situation where like I'm alone and I'm lonely. So maybe that's what it is too. Is Sean just is kind of connects to him easier in that way. Yeah, I think that that's a a good thought as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Eric offers up that instead of <laughs> one night of a slumber party, he can have a whole long weekend. Monday's a holiday. Monday's a holiday. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. This is why slumber parties suck. See, I thought this was hilarious. I just love like because I mean, think about it. Eric has to share a room with Corey. Of course, he wants him gone all weekend. He wants the oh. room to himself. So he's they like, yeah, really, buddy, here you go. They really, really, really need to give them their own rooms. I think that back in the day, though, like this was super common for like siblings but now to they're share rooms. Teenagers. I like, know. Now they need their own space. Yeah. I know they probably they like are forced to jerk off in the shower because they can't do it in their bed because their brother is right next to you. You know, they yeah, literally touch him. Everyone's having long showers. Yeah. In that house. And they share that um, that bathroom with poor Morgan. Oh, my, oh, my God. Imagine how disgusting that bathroom is. Oh, it's really gross. If only the Matthews family had generational wealth. Exactly. So they can get a bigger house. <laughs> um, so we're at Turner's now. Um Turner has cologne on. Um, Sean knows things. He says, you're going to move to Connecticut with Melanie. Um, and no, we, we are going to sorry, move we. to. We. Yes. Yeah, no. Sean is fully like, no, like, I'm part of this picture, too. Don't you forget. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be rich bitch, too. Yes. And we see um, we see Melanie because she knocks on the door. And this is when, you know, Turner kind of sets up our expectations. Oh, she's going to be in this fur and she's going to look so fancy and done up. And of course, we open the door and Melanie looks like a perfectly normal person, (laughs) like very normal. Yeah, a really pretty, naturally beautiful, humble girl. She is wearing a coat with a little bit of fur on it. But (laughs) um, to be fair, to be fair. 
Um, she compliments the place. She says it's really nice to see you. Um, the place looks like reminds her of her own place. She introduces herself to Sean. Um, and yeah, it's totally different than what you would expect based off of Turner's like how he set up this day would go. Exactly. And I, I like the like, uh, oh, you must be you must have a lot of money or <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's a really nice place. Um, yeah. Excited to learn a little bit more from Melanie. I do think that like it is nice this episode. We learn a little bit about Melanie, but it mostly focuses on like Turner and, and kind of, you know, his backstory. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're at Chubby's and I guess Corey was trying to escape Frankie. So he was riding his bike to Chubby's and Frankie jogged behind him the whole time. And I just love how he's like, I enjoyed my workout. I must replenish fluids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I Like, of course, like Frankie does not get the hint that Corey's totally trying to yeah. dish him. He's like, oh, yeah, this was a great workout. Just like two buddies having a, a workout during the evening. So Sean's like, dude, you got to help me. Like, I got invited to the house. And Corey's like, oh, good. You're going to be there, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great news. It is great news. Like, they're going to get to slumber party together. That's so much better than a three person slumber party, though. Is that not normal? Oh, my gosh. I know it's normal. It's just like, oh, slumber parties are just the worst. (laughs) do think this is a spicy take <laughs> like when you're a kid you, some you think so well as an adult like uh if i had a kid would i look forward to my kid having a slumber party no yes why at your place Bad. yeah that's what i'm saying when at they go place. away oh wonderful great. take them the whole weekend monday's a but holiday i don't want to i don't want a slumber party and like i don't know it's just like bad news you gotta stay up all night were you like the first know. one to fall asleep always? I feel like you were. No, you got to be the last one to fall asleep. I was always the one who was like up really late because I like got too excited. <laughs> oh, really? You're bouncing off the walls? Yeah. Like we know I like to go to bed early, but yeah. that's because I'm like at home doing nothing. Like if mm-hmm. I'm out and I'm like living up my Leo lifestyle, mm-hmm. then no, I'm, I'll stay up. Yeah. There's always one girl that always went to sleep first. Yeah. I know. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I slumber as I'm trying to like get you to come over to my house for a slumber party, (laughs) but like Um, you'll be like full, you'll have an air mattress and we can close the door and we don't have to be up each other's asses until 3am. People sleep like normal people. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I just don't want to hang out past a certain time. I want to (laughs) like, you're going to end the sentence there. I just don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to hang out with you at all. Um, no, I mean, so, I've been playing. I have so many activities to plan. Oh, my God. Activities. Activities. Not that towers. Don't get too excited. So, right. So they're talking about Frankie and they basically say, like, wherever he go, everybody scatters. And so then they kind of realize, like, oh, we can use this to our advantage and kind of get what we want. So they get a ton of free food. They get their table. They even get, like, a rose on on their like um what are those things called tray tray food tray ketchup and mustard yes very fancy and they're like they finally realize the hook of being friends with frankie the benefits mm-hmm. the perks mm-hmm. yep meanwhile mel and turner are at a nice restaurant 
And she, you know, he's like, oh, this is like a, a new look for you, Mel, like a jeans and a T-shirt. Like, did daddy cut off your credit cards? And she's like, believe it or not, Jonathan, like I have my own credit cards now. <laughs> I started a business um, and I'm dressing this way because it makes me feel comfortable. I'm not dressing my this way for you, Jonathan, not for you. Own the narrative back, Melanie. Yeah. Own it back. Um, and she's like, this is what I wear to work. I started a small bookstore and I don't work for my dad anymore. So um, she admits that, you know, she was mad at him, but um, that's because she knew, like, since he was doing it, she was going to have to take that leap eventually, too. And she right. wasn't ready yet at that time. Right. And I like this. I like that she admits that, you know, she was angry with him at the time, but she's grown and she's like, you know, hopefully you can think of me different now. Um, I wanted to call you and just let you know, like I have been trying. Um, it makes me curious to know how long it's been since she's been like on her own, because I don't feel like we got that idea. Like I didn't I can't imagine this was like very recently five years yeah i was gonna say if if jonathan left his family like let's say 10 years ago around 25 ish so then, maybe, 10, uh, then maybe she waited like five or seven years after he did it you know what i mean right because um, i feel like he she would or he would be on her list of people to call fairly early on oh well then maybe she was like i want my bookstore to like actually be a success before i call him hold up is melanie the reason why turner is a fuck boy because he gave his heart to melanie and they saw each other have a future together and he thought that he was like melanie you're going to come and live in the dirty city with me and we're gonna do like this poor people thing and she's like i love money more than i love you i love my bends more uh, than i love you oh no a beamer she drives a beamer excuse me i'm sorry I love my Beamer more than you. And Maybe. Jonathan got his heart broken because he's like, if Melanie doesn't love me as a dirty school teacher that makes $25,000 <laughs> an hour, then how can I love anybody in return? So now Melanie is the reason why Jonathan's a fuckboy because he doesn't believe in love anymore. Boom, I boom, see boom, boom, boom. I like and it. I, I think that like the whole like I couldn't say I love you thing to her was bullshit because I think that he fully loved Melanie. Oh, 1000% he in. loved Melanie. And that was he the just last time he ever saw said I love you. Yeah, and he just wasn't in for what that meant for his life. Like he knew yes. he wanted to leave and he knew Melanie didn't and as a result, yeah. poof, done and she yeah. wasn't going to leave with him and but that broke yes. his heart. Yes, because it's like for her, she was like I love money more than Jonathan. <laughs> and I yeah. would say Jonathan is really cute. But money, money's real cute. Money is real cute. <laughs> I'm just joking. Of course. No, I love this theory. I think it holds up. And I think that like it puts it into perspective a little bit. Like we've we've said to Jonathan, like, come on, bro. Like you got to commit at some point. But it makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense that. But bro, if it's been like 10 years, like I think it's time it's to get time. over it. You're 35. It's yeah. time to get going. Yeah. I love how Melanie kept the beamer because a girl's got to get around. <laughs> girl's got to go around. Yeah. I, I love that <laughs> she was like, I'm willing to make some concessions, but not the beamer. That's the only thing because <laughs> it it goes all the way down. Yes. Back. Yes. Um, Boom. <laughs> but And we've talked about car sex before. Not the best. No. I don't know. Beamer's a pretty small car, too. I but think. The, if, a, if the Beamer goes all the way back. There you go. Then maybe it's okay. 
Um, we're in the cafeteria. Uh, the boys are looking for a place to sit. What shall we do, Frankie? There's nowhere to sit. And of course, a space clears immediately. Um, and Frankie, you get the sense, is really like kind of getting the hint of what's going on now. He yeah. says, what kind of friends are we? Um, and, uh, this is when like this little kid comes over and Robert. he's done their, yeah, Robert, he's done their dry cleaning. Um, Sean renames him to dances with sweaters. Um, and Frankie finally, he knows what's up. He like goes out into the hallway, asks if he can sit with a group. They all like run away from him. It's really sad. That's really, really, really sad. Feeney comes speaking to him and he's like, um, did you lose your way? And he's like, metaphorically speaking, I did lose my way. He's like, I found new friends like you suggested, but I'm still Frankie the Enforcer. My new friends are not what I hoped they would be. And he's yeah. like, it's always the same. Like, people just see the big guy and they use my power for evil. Um, and I just, you know, I go along with it because I just want people to like me. Yeah, it's really sad. I really like the way Feeney handles this. He's like, listen, everybody wants to be liked. Like, of course you want to be liked. And he's like, even you, Mr. Feeney? He's like, don't tell the students. <laughs> um, and I love Feeney's advice here. He just says, tell them how you feel, right? Like, yeah. they don't know you're feeling this way if you don't if you don't communicate with them. Um, and I like this because I think once Sean, I mean, Sean and Corey should know that what they're doing is like not very nice. Um, but I think that they, they don't view Frankie as someone with feelings. They just view him as like a big mean guy. And so I think that Frankie needs to tell them that they're hurting his feelings, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I love Frankie leaving, leaving Sean a voicemail. Um, is very cute. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I want to talk to you because I believe you don't know who I really am or something along those lines. So um, Eli and Turner come in and they're like spilling the deets about Mm -hmm. the date with Mel. And they had a great time. But unfortunately, Sean and Turner are not moving to the big house in Connecticut. Yes. Um, Bummer. It is a big bummer for Sean. I'm sure Sean would have loved all that money. Um, but yeah, and this is when, this is when Turner says, you know, she never really knew who I was when you're young. First impressions are everything you might miss who someone really is. And it's like a light bulb goes off in Sean's head. Like, oh shit. Like I done fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, poor, poor Frankie. I, I do like this. I, I don't, I just think that like. The thing that this episode has going for it that I feel like sometimes they I I love the show, but I do think sometimes they miss the mark is when like the A storyline and the B storyline don't necessarily interconnect in the best way. And it just feels like it's like thrown in there. Yeah. This I really like. Yeah. I think that they interweave and connect the stories in a seamless way. Right. Most of the time it's very disconnected. It really doesn't have like the story and the lesson that it's trying to tell aren't it's not smooth so exactly. that they it's not they're not teaching the same lesson yeah and I do and not even just that but sometimes it feels like they're tonally like so different so mm-hmm. like we have an episode with like where it's very serious and we're learning about Sean's history and like hearing more about his dad and his mom and the issues he's had growing up living in the trailer park and then they have like you know an Eric silly storyline is like the B storyline and right. it's like why why it doesn't match up tonally and this yeah. I think not only does it connect tone wise but I think it also they they connect they kind of overlap um and yeah i really think that and not only that but like again i really i really like this episode more than i thought i would it, because not only that but 
Sean and Corey aren't the main players here. It's Frankie and yeah. Turner, which is massive, yeah. right? We we just right. met these characters not too right. long ago. Yeah, which we've we really appreciate. Like, of course, we want Sean and Corey. It's Boy Meets World. Of course, we want them right. in it. But when they have such great characters, you want it to be more of an ensemble where everybody right. gets their own story and gets their time to shine. Right. And they're still connected to these stories. It's just not all about them. It's not all about. Yeah. Right. I mean, they still learn their lesson right. in their own right. So it's still like surrounds them, but they learn it through somebody else. Right. Um, so this is when Sean and Corey meet up in the hallway, um, thinking they were meeting each other. Um, but apparently it was dances with sweaters. Oh my gosh. They really got roped into this mess, didn't they? So the creepy seventh graders start surrounding them and they're like, we're done doing your laundry. We're done being unpaid interns for zero college credit. Like we're done doing all this stuff. Um, so, and, um, they're like, and you're not so tough without Frankie. And then Frankie comes and they want to run and Sean stops them and says, like, don't run, you know, you have to like get to know Frankie for who he is. Like you yeah. don't really see him when you look at him. Um, he's a really nice guy. He's really poetic. You got to give him a ch- another chance. And at first, Corey like doesn't get it. He's like, no, like they're leaving. Like let them go. But yeah. then, then he comes around and he's like, yes, like Frankie's like a gentle soul. Yeah, deep down he's gentle. And I, even though it was kind of mean, I did love the like, take a look at him. Give him a chance. Frankie smiles. He's showing his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, more realistic that yeah. like in a matter of seconds, like all the seventh graders are not afraid of Frankie anymore. and They want to be his friends. And, you know, Frankie's like 17 years old. Why does he want to hang out with 12th grader, uh, 12 year olds anyway? Of Yeah. So not really appropriate. No, but Frankie doesn't care if they ran off because he asks if like they really meant what they said, a Corey and Sean. And he says he wants to grab a burger with his two new friends and they kind of walk off arm in arm. I love this. I think it's so sweet. And I kind of like that, even though Feeney's advice was really good, in my opinion, and telling Frankie to tell them how he feels. And he did. He like he left that voicemail for Sean. Um, I like that they kind of came to the conclusion almost without needing Frankie. Without a confrontation. Yeah. 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 It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, our end credit scene um, or what do we call it? Our end scene. <laughs> yes. God. Um <laughs> So they're hanging out and apparently Sean and Corey are going to go to their dad's match that game Mm that their dad's match that day. And uh, Mr. Stacchino comes in and he's like, it's fader time. (laughs) Um, And they're like, Papa, you don't have to be in character all the time. Sorry, son. Um, no one's gonna take my belt (laughs) yeah no he's like don't even try and Corey's like I would never don't try it Um, and then Amy yeah comes into the kitchen is like who's barking hi there little lady do you have a problem with Vader bring it on (laughs) and then and then we get the line that we spoke of earlier Oh, you knock it off, Francis. You know, you know, you don't act this way at the PTA meetings. Yeah. And I love when he picks up Eric. Somebody get him a bone. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
All in all, I mean, it was a it was a good episode. I really liked getting to know all that backstory. Um, I thought that I I honestly I don't think it was one of the more memorable ones. Like prior to watching this but i think that there's a lot of important storyline progression in this episode yeah and i i I I agree with you that um tying in the a storyline and b storyline was done really nicely it really brought me back and that's why i because we talked a lot about like season one it was like what is the moral of the story here what is the lesson that we're learning this episode like season one was really big on that and we've kind of gotten away from it a little bit i mean some episodes dabble more but i feel like season one consistently was teaching lessons and it really felt like okay this feels very season one but in a in a more mature way Mm. which is great like i love that we're teaching more mature lessons as as they get older as Corey and Sean yes. get older and they realize like okay taking advantage of people isn't a really nice thing to do um especially when the person you're taking advantage of just wants to be your friend because he's lonely um mm-hmm. and so I really really loved that and on top of the fact that we got backstory for Turner and Frankie in one episode love the episode honestly it was like it's it's one of my favorites of the season which is oh. kind of wild because going into season three this is not one i would have picked as like an underdog taking yeah. the belt i do think it's great i really liked it don't uh you know what it's like um all the cory and topanga episodes are like don't take my belt <laughs> try it little man <laughs> i'm the best episode <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, and then we're on to our next episode. Uh, a kiss is more than a kiss. Season three, episode 14. Because we had to get our Corey and Topanga drama because they're not together anymore. And we went one whole episode without talking about it. How dare we? It's okay, Jessica. <laughs> Be, bring your forgiving energy in. It's fine. Um, Corey and Topanga are talking and they separate. And Sean asks why he was just talking to Topanga. And Corey's like, well, I was feeling kind of chatty. And even though we broke up, we're still friends. Mm-hmm. And then Sean's like, she's your ex. You know, um, you're not supposed to be friends with her. And Corey says, you know, Topanga and I are not like other couples. And Sean corrects, you're not a couple. And there's just like a lot of like, Corey is doing things in a mature way where what and it's working for the two of them. And Sean's coming in saying, this is not normal. This is not what the other eighth graders are doing. And you guys are abnormal and you're not doing it the right way. Right. And I think like, obviously, I agree with more with Corey. I think he has the more mature approach. However, there's something to be said about Sean understanding who Corey is and Mm. understanding that Corey cannot be just friends with Topanga because there are unresolved feelings. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think that Sean deep down, he knows that about Corey and he's trying to like protect Corey. So he's saying like, listen, you got to bail on her and move on. Right. Mm. Like, I don't give a shit if you promise to do this modeling formal wear for the prom when you guys were together. Like you should be dating other people. 
Um, and I, I think that it's maybe I'm wrong, but it does feel like it's no. coming from a more like protective space. That makes a lot of sense. So if he was having the same conversation with Topanga, who we know is it's not like she's like 100 percent over the breakup, but she's ready to move on, experiment, see other people. Right. That would be, you know, but she was still talking to the ex. Maybe that advice would make more sense. But we know that Corey is holding on to this. We know that Corey still has feelings for her. And we know that Corey is not over it at all. So for Corey to remove himself from this dating, this too close to comfort ex situation where he's not going to have the opportunity or the ability to grow and move on or move forward it is a little dangerous exactly and this is why I mean I think Sean kind of (laughs) gets his own way because he's like great then we should date other girls are you ready for a double date and as soon as Corey says yes like Sean finds the two nearest girls to be like oh Melissa Katie do you guys want to go out with me and Corey um and Corey like as soon as he agrees like he doesn't look like he's ready for it Mm -hmm. at all um but I like that Sean is taking the initiative and even though he's doing it in a kind of an immature way he's you know getting Corey back out there Mm -hmm. um so that he's not sitting at home wallowing in his feelings right it's good to get back on the dating horse Mm -hmm. so they say yes uh, we have our B storyline. Eric is um, getting in rejection letters from all the schools that he applied to thus far. The mm-hmm. newest one being Penn State. He got a rejection from Penn State. Penn State's a pretty good school. It makes sense. Um, it's a big party school and it's has like a really, you know, it's really. Um, what's that word? school spirit but not school spirit whatever like Like they have pride in the school yeah like it's like a big like football school Uh, like they're very school spirited yeah 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 okay so um i don't think that he would i think that's realistic i don't think he would have gone into penn state the letter from penn state is such a dick move because they're like we're pleased to announce a record number of applicants fuck off penn state yeah, but you've seen that before. But they, it's not like they don't normally say like we're pleased. They don't it's say like, that. Typically, they say, they're like we like, had a record. Like, blah, yeah, blah, no, blah. we had like a record number of applicants. Like, unfortunately, right. therefore, we can't admit you or something like that. Right. So Feeney sees that Eric got rejected and is feeling mm-hmm. bad. They're outside. Feeney's yes. midnight gardening again. God knows when why. is he not gardening? He just sits there to spy. Eric is playing it off cool. Yeah, he does. He's playing off cool. And he's like, you know what? Like, I'm totally fine. I'm just out here because I don't want to upset my parents. Mm -hmm. Like, I got 40 rejections. Once you got one rejection, the other 39 don't hurt as bad. And Feeney's like, okay, let me give, like, your parents a pep talk then. Um, Nobody likes rejection. But if you keep applying and keep trying... You and the right college will find each other. And Eric seems to appreciate that advice. Yeah, I I love the Feeney Eric moments. Like I've said in the past, I think that season three, um, it's had its ups and downs for me. But the one thing that I've loved throughout is the, the growth of the Eric Feeney relationship and the fact that Feeney hasn't really given up on Eric like a lot of people do. 
um, he's always seen potential in him. And so I appreciate that, like, even though Eric <laughs> didn't really make an effort until it was far too late, mm-hmm. um, that Feeny is still being really supportive. And I, I, I mean, right. I, I really love that throughout this entire episode. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't make a recommendation letter for him prior to this episode. Weird. Yeah. I, I. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. I, that is something that's a little bit off to me as well. Um, in like why he waited yeah. until. Could have helped. You could have helped him. Yeah. Um, inside, Corey is tasting a lemon um, because he's trying to get good breath and they ran out of mints. I've never heard this as a method to get good breath. I got, I have a wild idea. Brush your teeth. That's what I was thinking. Brush your tongue. Like mouthwash. Like do you have nothing? You literally have nothing? Gum? You will be Nothing. fine. It's like, is the issue that Corey is still on like the bubblegum toothpaste thing? So it's not very minty. Also, in my opinion, like doing the lemon trick or whatever trick you're going to do right before the date. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, is the is the point to get minty for the date or like for the kiss? Because then you'd want to wait until later. Is on. it like acidic? So it like takes away any of like the bad breath germs? Maybe. I don't know. If any of you have heard of this as a trick, please let us know. Because I yeah. literally never have. Yeah. Um, so everybody in the family knows that Corey has a date, um, even Amy, even Alan, Mm -hmm. and Corey says, why can't you learn from Morgan? She's a great sister. She stays in her room. You don't hear from her. You don't see her. And she stays out of my personal life. And well, 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 look who shows up. Episode 14 of season three. And this. 14. We have. Seven hours of episodes, and this is when they are like, Oh, wait, there is a character named Morgan. Yeah, and here's we should the thing. cast her. They could have left it right here, right? They could have left it at Morgan, long time no see. And like, <laughs> then she says, Oh, that's the longest time out I've ever had. They could have left it there, left it there. They had to drag this bit on for five it fucking was minutes. It was so long, like, and she just when you thought yeah, just, it was over it's not it's another not. joke yeah because amy's like oh come on morgan let's go watch tv she's like Corey's tv's not funny Corey's life is funny i was in my room for a really long time it's like <sighs> we get the joke we've got it we don't need 10 yeah. minutes of the joke thank you yeah i know um so exactly it's like oh and this one this dialogue's so weird Morgan, are you here now? Yeah. Were you here before? No, I was in my room. And then it's like, okay, okay. Whatever. Yeah, why? Why so many lines about yeah, that? Like, I just, it. I just got here. I have to leave again. Oh, my God. It's yes. like, okay, you, you're you like literally like um, Amy was bopping Morgan in the head with the uh, newspaper. I yes. felt the bop on the head on the newspaper, too. Yeah. It's like yep. they're hitting your hitting over your head over and over again we're not stupid we get it it's so yeah. funny but it's nice to see that morgan the character is back she exists um yeah this is um this is Lindsay ridgeway as morgan matthews taking over from lily gibson uh before boy meets world she was a regular on America's Funniest People as the prank, the prank patrol kid, whatever that was. Who the hell knew that? And okay. she modeled in My Size Barbie TV commercials. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. 
Look at that. Yep, Made that it big. One, that, one's, that one's exciting. So, um, yeah. So we get our new Morgan. Um, it's good to see because I we really did not like the fact that they were just pretending like a kid didn't exist. Yes. For 14 episodes. It was a long wait. Um, and this is the Morgan we will see mm-hmm. until the end of Boy Meets World. This is the Morgan that we're introduced to um, at a point of Girl Meets World. Actually, I think they included both Morgans, but like this is the Morgan. <laughs> of that course they, they did. I think the other Morgan is just like, oh, like you look familiar. She's supposed to play someone else. Bullshit. Oh, it's, it's like, like oh, hitting you like, over the head with that joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But gotcha. this is like, this is Morgan. I don't know if she's the necessarily the more memorable, memorable Morgan. Like Baby Morgan is so memorable. But Baby Morgan is memorable. This Morgan does have the like super freak, super yeah. freak, which will get to way way in the future so yeah this is this is it we mm-hmm. we're we have landed we have nearly the entire matthews family except for one forgotten <laughs> son no one cares about him um <laughs> so we're we're at chubby's now um they were are they're on their double date uh Corey says that was a great movie how was the movie you saw so apparently, Corey was in a whole other theater watching a movie mm-hmm. while the rest, like, how awkward is that? And then, of it's course, awkward. Sean and the, his date are just making out. Mm-hmm. Um, then both girls go to the bathroom. Katie and Melissa go to the bathroom. And Sean says, a date is not a date until you kiss. You've got to kiss her. Mm. You've got until the doorstep. Interesting. I've always been told it's a date if your date pays. Uh, I don't think either of those things are correct. Okay. Uh, let me think. I Do you have to be like, is this a date before you go on the date? How do you know if it's a date? Weapons Honestly, it's just like a friend date. I think that you do because Will and I have disagreements on like what our first date was because we never called the first time we hung out like a date. So mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a date. I thought we were just hanging out. Jessica, what was the date? You went to the romantic dinner? Uh, no, we got drinks. Yeah. What did you do? You remember what you drank? Uh, Hard cider because it was at like a local place that like when you buy a drink, they give you like a little ticket and they make you like an individual like little pan pizza for free. You you buy one drink and you get one pizza for free. You get like an itty bitty like really, really cheap pizza for free. Yeah. Never have I ever heard of it's a cool place. Little pizzas. You should go back there. Oh, you want to go back? Yeah, I haven't been in a long... I mean, I haven't been to a bar in forever. Uh, but no, I haven't been back there in a long time. It's in a really cool building, too. It's like a really old building in Albany. Um, mm-hmm. That just like... It, lo- it looks really interesting. And actually, underneath, they have a speakeasy. Ooh. Cool. Okay, so Will thinks that's your first date. And you think, what's your first date? Uh, I think our first date was our first date where we went like we did mini golf. We hung out like the whole day. Like we did like we did. I'm trying to think what we did. We did mini golf. Then we came back to my house and we watched a movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was an actual you date. invited him back to your house and watched a movie. Yeah. Well, We're because have to talk we about didn't this have fair. We <laughs> We didn't have like plans plans like our plan was like do mini golf and I think to get ice cream I think was like the plan and then we were like having a good time so we didn't want to like end it there so we ended up doing like I think we got dinner and then we did the movie I don't remember to be honest (laughs) he'd probably remember oh you know I'm just gonna contact Will forget you you. um 
So now we're at the doorstep of, uh, do you know which one was dating which? Was he dating Katie or Melissa? He, Corey is dating Melissa. Sean okay. is dating Katie. So they're at Melissa's doorstep. Um, and she says, oh, you should kiss me. And he goes, really? Just like that? And she goes, yeah. Don't you want to? Um, Very yeah, forward. Turn, turns out he did not kiss her. He like shook her hand. <laughs> Shaking hands? Not nice even a hug. hug? At least a hug. Come on now. A hug is appropriate. I think so too. Um, Yeah. So Eric comes running into the lunchroom all excited, runs to the teacher's table where Eli, Turner, and Feeney are, and he has an acceptance letter to Boris College. Um, Everyone's really excited for Eric up until the year that he got accepted into Boris College and everyone's automatically really suspicious. I love how he says BC. Yeah, BC, woohoo. Um, who, like, Boston College who? Never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, Eric thanks Feeney for always believing in him. Um, very sweet, very cute, but they all realize Boris College ain't not, real, not buddy. Legit. Yeah. Yep. So Corey comes in and Sean senses that all he did was shake hands, not even a hug. Um, it's written all over your unkissed face. Yeah, I love that line. I love that line. And he goes, I just shook her hand first. My lips were primed. Uh, Melissa's never going to want to see you again. And then Melissa is like, oh, do you want to hang out? How about tonight? Like, she is all about it. She really likes that Corey didn't kiss her. She says, Well, it it's probably different. Like, he seems like a gentleman. Like, we know that Corey at least... We know that Corey is a great boyfriend. That at yes. bare minimum, we know that he's a good guy and a good boyfriend. We just found out he's terrible at first dates. <laughs> Bad at first dates. Pro- I mean, I don't know about his kissing capabilities. It seems like, I don't know. It's probably... Topanga never seemed to complain, but who knows? Because they're made for each other oh, so, so even like if he's a, a bad kisser piece. they're both bad kisses <laughs> together um so uh, sean's like i want to i need to try this thing that you call handshake um and kate katie comes in and they go in for the handshake but then wind up making out yeah typical sean behavior mm-hmm. um and again sean says Corey, you're a genius um, so we're back at Melissa's door again, and uh, apparently this time they did sit in the same theater, but not in the same role. <laughs> we're getting there. At least Corey's not one of those annoying people that are like, can you switch seats? Like, you're too tall. Like, I can't see. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, he just wants to be able to, he needs his distance at first. Yeah. That's the worst thing. Like, you probably don't experience this being, like, a taller person, mm-hmm. but I can, like, barely see over people <laughs> Oh, yeah, theaters. I've never had that issue. You have to, like, look in between the two people's heads That's to awful. get a view. I know. What What am I going to do? Ask for a booster seat? I don't think so. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Um. This time, she wants a kiss. But he's like, you know what? Like, we should meet your parents instead. Oh, Corey. Here's the thing. Corrin's, or pa- parents love Corey, but Corrin's. Um, That's an interesting name. That's but like Corey's full name. Not, Corrin's. Corrin's. Not Cornelius, just Corrin's. <laughs> Corrin's. Corrin's. Um, so Sean, of course, is able to read it all over Corey's face that he met her parents. <laughs> um, you met his parents? Yeah. And every t- he says every time he tried to kiss her, uh, he pictured Topanga and he thinks Topanga isn't over him either. And of course, he turns around at Chubby's and who's there? Topanga. <gasps> 
Topanga. That was a good one. Thank you. That was you. a good callback. Um, Topanga. Yes. And we see Topanga kissing a guy. Um, and I love the pinch me. Not in the butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is when Corey says, I'm going in. And Sean says, no, she's not yours. Like, you're not you're not allowed to do that. And Sean picks up Corey and he runs. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed. Uh, um uh sean's endurance that he, he has was upper able, body strength yes pick pick Corey up i mean Corey doesn't look like that big of a guy but pick him up throw him over the shoulder run out of chubbies all run the down the street all the way to turners um pretty incredible yeah and this is when sean has to drop some truth bombs on Corey, and he mm-hmm. says it's over you know Topanga's doing exactly what she should be doing and Corey says he you know Corey doesn't want this he he doesn't want this at all he wasn't ready for this and it's interesting because his reaction to this is to go knock on Melissa's door and then uh kiss and see what happens and I love that they both decide nothing (laughs) nothing is there there was no sparks Mm -hmm. wow oh well see you at school Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But like, that's like good how it ended. Like no hard feelings. I like I that. Guess. I think that was a fun ending to that saga, which we knew Melissa wasn't ar- going to be around for a while. Right. But I do like yeah. that. Like they gave us a nice finite ending on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at school, he says that Corey says that, you know, he when he kissed Melissa, he just felt worse. Um, and you know, Sean's like, it's a good thing that you kissed her because now when you see Topanga kissing somebody, you're not going to go bonkers. And Corey's like, sees Corey, um, sees Topanga and Nick, who's like Topanga's new guy that she's hanging out with. And he goes bonkers. Yeah, I love how he says it. And then he runs and he jumps on the guy's back. Um, And did you recognize this guy? I did not at first, but Drew took one second looking at this episode and knew is Shane West. Yeah, he's the guy from A Walk to Remember. That's like the only reason I knew him, because that was like such a big movie when we were probably like teenagers, I think. Yes. It was like such a hit and everyone loved it. And I'm like, this movie is so fucking sad. It's awful. I don't want to watch that. Although I love Mandy Moore. You know, I love Mandy Moore. Um, But yeah, so Nick is her new beau. Um, and Topanga says, I know this is weird, but you can't be acting like this. People are staring at the, uh, staring at us. And Corey with the zinger, let him stare. That didn't bother you last night at Chubby's. Ooh. Yeah. That was like a sick burn. I loved that. Yeah. He's pissed. Um, and Topanga apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry you saw that. Um, and Corey says, you know, you're not supposed to kiss anybody else, but the bell rings. She has to go to class. Um, and Corey, and I think this really hurts Topanga's feelings, but I feel like the thing is here is like, it's really fair of Corey to say this. He says, let's not be friends anymore either. I feel like that's a really fair thing to say. Like if you have a breakup with somebody and it's too hard, it's too difficult for you to maintain that friendship. Mm -hmm. You can't get mad at the person for wanting to end the friendship because it's too hard on them, especially if you're dating somebody else. I, yeah, like sincerely, because it's just... Corey has to just like he really has to step out of the situation in my opinion no he does because he's too close to it yeah yeah um so they get into this tiff and um and basically he's like I don't want to be friends with you anymore 
Yeah, and I think that, I just think this is the right call by Corey, and obviously he's saying it just like, not to be petty, but like, he says it in the heat of the moment because he's angry with Topanga for moving on so quickly to somebody Mm -hmm. else. Um, When like, yes, he did go on a double date, but in his mind, his heart wasn't in it, and he realized that like, his heart is with Topanga. So Mm -hmm. of course he's upset with her. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't blame him for for wanting to, to stop being friends. Yeah. So Eric is really, really excited. He sits down next to this like redheaded girl that we've never seen before in our lives. And she's like, um, she's like, I heard the good news, like Boris College. That's amazing. He's like, yeah, I'm really excited. And she's like, I should apply there. We can like go there together and we can party. And Eric's like, yeah, well, Boris is not really a party school, but like we can study together. What video like you know like did they have to get like a videotape that's what so like I don't know if this happened but like um, with colleges but back in the day I remember getting like a videotape advertising for the sleepaway camp that I went to I wonder if it was something similar that's like maybe there weren't like a full-fledged website yeah maybe you had to like get like little videotapes to like tour college to show them what it was that's what it's like yeah yeah they had like all these pamphlets probably (laughs) yeah definitely pamphlets Mm -hmm. so it's like how does he know like boris is not he definitely is just like making it up at this point because he knows it's not real yeah probably Um, yeah so so this is when turner says that he called the national registry of colleges boris isn't real feeney says he was hoping he was wrong um, and then, you know, I love how Eli and, um, and Turner are like, somebody has to tell him. And they both look at Feeney and he's like, great, you know, it has to be me, of course. Um, so Feeney goes over to Eric and he says that um, Boris College doesn't exist. Eric says he knew they mailed him a diploma. I'm not a brain surgeon, um, but uh, I'm not a brain surgeon, but the diploma they gave me says I am. Um, and he says that Eric just wanted to feel like he was a part of something. Uh, he got the wrong letters in his report card and the wrong letter now. I know it was like really sad line. I don't know. That made me really no, sad. It, it is really, really sad. He just wants to be a part of everything he wants. He's seeing all these classmates of his get accepted into colleges, being really excited, talking yeah. about like what major they're going to have, what po- Greek life they're going to enter, like what parties right. they're going to have, like how they're going to decorate their dorm room and like, Eric is there, hasn't been accepted to any schools yet, mm-hmm. um, and he's definitely feeling like he's left out in the dust. Yeah, and I like Feeney saying, you know, that's the spirit that might get you there. I think, like, honestly, I think the, to me, like, the easy thing to say to Eric is, like, go to a community college, get that, up your yeah. grades, and then transfer, because here's the thing, like, and I mean, I, I love Eric, and I think it's, it's really sad, all of this storyline for him, but these other students have been really working hard to get good grades for years. Mm-hmm. You can't just decide last minute that you yeah. now want to go to college. Like it takes yeah. a lot of effort and a lot of work before that. And so it's like, okay, maybe you can't get into Boston College or, you know, wherever. But like you could get into a community college because they usually accept most people and you could get good grades there and then transfer out after two years when you have really great grades if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I'm curious why that's not an option for him at this point. I I don't know if Feeney has mentioned it to him before. Um, Mm. Maybe I maybe I'm thinking like he wants to go away or he wants to 
dorm or he wants yeah. to party. Like he wants to have the typical the college experience. College experience and commuting to a community yeah. college is not what he aspires to go to. But right. yes, that would definitely be the right decision for him. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like Feeney here saying, you know what, that spirit, like, because he's right, like, a lot of it is the effort and determination. And if court, if mm-hmm. Eric has that, you know, maybe he will mm-hmm. be able to get into college. Yeah. And I think that, like, I really, really give Eric credit for taking the leap and keep applying and keep pushing. Yeah. Um, Even after I've, all that rejection. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about the fact that, like, when I was a senior in uh, high school, I was so afraid of any sort of rejection that I literally didn't apply to any schools except one. And it's the one that I got into. And because I was literally the main reason why was because I was too afraid of the rejection letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like really admirable for people to take that leap. And, you know, even if they get rejection letters to keep applying, and keep going, because I you'll you'll find the right fit for you exactly it'll happen eventually mm-hmm. um so we're uh we're at the Matthews household Corey's throwing things out that are from Topanga there's a, a stuffed bear that says I love you very much um mm. and he puts them in the trash compactor that Alan got for Amy I loved the callback coming and in the handy use of the trash compactor yeah. uh and I love yeah. the bear screaming it's like I love you bear yeah 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 uh i like the car that's like i'll love you forever like well i guess forever's pretty short these days yeah that was the sound of a relationship ending (laughs) (laughs) yeah the bear is actually in a cube yeah and we find out so we do get some some time to like some dates to place us uh where we are so this is two weeks after they've broken up Mm. um that topanga is kissing somebody else amy says that he had to expect that topanga is going to date around um and that you know that also Corey should date around um and i love and again we get like little tiny spurts of amy and alan throughout this season um but i love alan saying your mom and i broke up three or four times and amy's Mm -hmm. like once (laughs) (laughs) maybe like there was a couple like breaks there was yeah we were on a break there was like a three-month period where they're in like a quote-unquote open relationship there was like um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah um but they you know the rocky points uh um staying friends during the rocky points helped their relationship become stronger right um and that's ultimately what brought them back together if you really care for somebody you don't throw away the most important bond you have your friendship right and love Corey life. is eating cake as well which i yeah. loved to notice because it was just a massive cake and he's just like eating huge bites <laughs> of it eating the cake and then at this point before this he was not going to go to the fashion show right that was the whole point is he's not going to go because they're not friends anymore um and we're now at school it is the the fashion show formal prom thing um and i love turner being like oh i know matthews he's not going to let you down um, but I love that Turner just gets like volunteered for this and he has no idea what he's saying um, to announce the the fashion show. Um, mm-hmm. And we see Topanga alone. She's really upset. Uh, Corey does show up. He's late. Um, and uh, Topanga says, you know, the other day when you said you didn't want to be my friend, that really hurt me. Um, Nick has nothing to do with you. I don't I didn't kiss him the way I kissed you. Nick is just a guy I'm going out with. I don't care about him the way I cared about you. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. How is Corey supposed 
to know that, though. And, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's totally fair that he doesn't want to be friends with you. I think, like, the way he says it isn't great, right? He says it in the heat of the moment. They're in an argument. Um, Not great. But I think that, like, she can't expect him to just be there for her at all times in the way he was before. I don't really think that's fair. And this Mm -hmm. was a mutual breakup. It's not like one person ended it and, you know, the other person agreed. It was kind of mutual uh, in that episode we watched. But I still think it's not really fair. Like, you both have to be okay with being friends. And he's – I don't think you can ask the same things of somebody who's – not in a romantic relationship with you if you're especially if you're dating somebody else like you can't just expect that like why isn't Nick your your partner for the the formal right like yeah I was wondering that yes I just don't think it's fair to Corey and I and this is just me saying this in general like I just don't mm-hmm. think it's fair to necessarily expect all of those things when you both agree that you're not in a relationship um mm-hmm. as much as I do think you can be friends with an ex I think mm-hmm. when you have you know um feelings still there still involved you really can't it's hard so in your experience do you need time in between like relationship ending and friendship beginning oh yeah this is only two weeks like this is so fresh I think that like especially I mean I think the unresolved feelings aren't going to help but I think that you definitely need more time away to maintain Mm -hmm. a friendship unless it really depends on the circumstances they they broke up for such weird circumstances right they both felt like they were missing out on other things and they wanted to explore and that's exactly what Topanga is doing and good on her but I don't think that like in the moment when they broke up that either one of them knew how they were going to feel with being maintaining a friendship after they're broken up mm-hmm. um and it turns out Corey's not okay with it and i think that like topanga just has to accept that i mean this is a yeah. different right the show handles it differently but mm-hmm. in my mind if Corey's not okay with the fr- maintaining a friendship after the fact topanga has to be cool with it she doesn't have a choice they broke up you know yes but then Corey should not have expectations from topanga about what she does and does not do of course yeah he's and, not allowed to say what she like, does yeah. yeah especially the scene where it's like well you know back when you and i were together like you would be five minutes late to class right and she's like well we're not together anymore and exactly and so you don't have that any to him yeah yes. you don't have any like right to tell me where to go or yep. like you know um we're not to go or to stay because yeah. we're not together anymore. Yeah, you don't have a right ways. to tell me who I can and cannot kiss. So um, I think it's really, really hard. They're very young. They still definitely have feelings for each other. But if it's like, a, if this is what you want at this moment, you want to be broken up, then you have to do it. Also, I kind of think it's kind of funny how it's like he was saying like, um, you're like you know i'm supposed to see the other people you're supposed to wait till i die yes and like i like how that kind of like broke the tension because like they both like heard how ridiculous that sounded yeah um so she says if it makes you feel any better the first time i'll see i see you kissing somebody i'll kiss on um, i'll jump on their back yeah Uh, she's (laughs) like probably not i probably won't do that yeah probably not but i'll think about doing it yeah yeah um but then she does the the straightening of the bow tie and the kiss on the cheek. And then you're like, oh, no, this woman owns his soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they get the whole like, oh, I don't want to not be friends anymore. I'd mm-hmm. never not be there for you. That whole yeah. thing. Like, obviously, there's so much unresolved here. And we yeah. know they end up together. So but mm-hmm. I just no. but it, Topanga is fully in the driver's seat here. Oh, she always has been, though. She always has been. But like she like just by like the intimate move of straining the tie that's it yeah kiss on the cheek like 
He is her bitch. 100%. Now and, and forever. I think I, so I don't remember because obviously next we're watching episodes 15 and 16. I don't remember how long they're broken up for, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know how long this goes on. Uh-huh. I don't remember what they do when they're single because well, it's, it's so pretty rare. epic. It's pretty epic the next time they break, they get back together. Oh, I remember that, I think. But that's the thing. It's like I'm interested to see what they are like apart because for so much of the series, they're together. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see that part of it. But yeah, I, d- I just had to put my two cents in because I'm like, I don't know. Tipping is not necessarily being fair either. Like neither one of them are necessarily being fair here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Corey is like, he believes in this love so hard. Yeah. And like and that's never him. that's always the case for him right like yep. I feel like it's so often that she's the one who's doubting more than he is yep 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 because he's her bitch oh my he's, god it's true it's true yeah I mean but come on Topanga's is amazing so why would oh, you yeah. want to be Topanga's bitch yeah so then they walk on the fashion show and she thanks him for coming and he says I'll never not be there for you yes um, can you say the same for me you want me to say I'd never not be there for you do you want me to say yeah. it the same way Sarah I'd never not be there for you. I feel better now. <laughs> feel pretty good. Um, so we get the uh, the end scene here. Uh, Morgan's filling out college applications. Uh, she runs up to Corey's room and Eric is finishing filling out applications. Feeney hands Eric a letter of recommendation, which is very sweet. Um, it says things like enormous potential, someone I'd bet on. It's very nice. Um, and we see like all these letters that are all these applications mm-hmm. Eric has been filling out. Yeah, he filled out like 500 applications. It's insane. Yeah, he must be applying to every single college that exists. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, expensive. Yeah, because they're like at least 30 bucks an applicant. No, more than that. I don't remember. Well, how now, much now they're like 30 to 50 dollars. Well, well, maybe he got those ones for like state schools though because mm-hmm. SUNY you could apply to like every SUNY school with the same application or mm. whatever the heck it was so that's the state of um, New state York University of New York sorry yeah. I say SUNY I'm like everybody knows SUNY but I knew um, yeah well you're in Jersey you're close by um, but it's yeah true. so I, I like that end scene I think that was one of the nicer end scenes that we've seen like they actually it actually had an impact it's not just like a silly one Um but yeah, I liked this episode too. I got to be honest, I preferred uh, I preferred episode thirteen to episode fourteen. But I did mm-hmm. I did think episode fourteen was interesting because we mm-hmm. got to see the whole what happens when Corey and Topanga are together. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I agree. Um, by the way, I got so remember we had the lasagna talk. Yes, I got a recommendation about lasagna noodles. <laughs> okay, um, how like you shouldn't because we were saying like. Um, the hard lasagna noodles, like that, the no boil ones. Yeah, the ones you don't have to pre-make. Yeah. But Elizabeth Berry said that I like the Barilla brand of lasagna pre-cooked noodles. Not quite as good as the original, but I can make a lasagna in about 30 minutes. So if you want to make a no boil cooked lasagna noodle, Barilla, that's the way to go. I'm going to try it, but I still think that um, I should make a regular lasagna. (laughs) Bologna lasagna, a meat lasagna or a vegetable lasagna? Whatever you want. I mean, fashion hour. All right. Forget fashion. For, no, no more lasagna hour. talk. Yeah, we're done with the lasagna. We're not Garfield. On to the, the fashion. Um, it. So our first category is the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. My first nomination is Topanga in episode... Um, 13 
where she was saying that like no matter uh, no wonder I didn't make the squad Topanga has her hair straight today but still voluminous she has her little feathered bangs she's wearing this top with like it is like a jacket and blazerish a blazer jacket that is buttoned up that has a black collar but the the pattern on it is like little like flowery diamonds like checkerboard I don't even know what kind of that pattern that is um black pocket accents a black skirt white tights and her little Doc Martens are back what did you like she looks like somebody out of Clueless she looks like a little like fashionista school girl what do you think about this outfit yeah I'd say honestly I like it all except the jacket something about the pattern of the jacket or maybe it's the color of the Mm -hmm. jacket like maybe if it was in like a brighter color like a red or purple like a bright pop of color I'd like Mm -hmm. it more but to me it ages her quite a bit in this color it -hmm. looks like she's trying to be more mature but you Mm -hmm. know I love the combat boot and you know I love like a like a mini rocker skirt with like tights I think Mm -hmm. it's such a cute look um, I also prefer curly hair Topanga, but Me I have too. to get over that because she has a lot of straight hair this season. Yeah, I I like the neutral colors, but I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, it is um, Melanie. Mm-hmm. And Mel is wearing She kind of has Amy hair almost Just a little bit longer She really does It's but like the Rachel cut kind of Almost yeah But um, feathered bangs as well Like a long bob with some layers She has like a brown jacket With a little bit of fur She's wearing a plain white tee underneath um, High waisted Um Light wash denim, white sneakers, and a big belt. What do you think about Melanie's outfit? I really like this. I like seeing her as like the equivalent, like the female equivalent of like Turner. Oh, yeah. Um, And I love how like, you know, he wears like a jacket very similar to this, right? Um, No, I really like this outfit. I think if you put like a darker wash jean, it would be almost like um, almost timeless. Um, The white tee is tucked in, by the way. Yeah, I think if you do like a French tuck, it would be more Mm -hmm. styled like today's, right? Um, Mm -hmm. No, I like this jacket. I think it's a really cute look. I think she looks exactly, I think the vibe I get from her is exactly what the show wants me to get, which is she's like very like girl next door, very natural beauty type Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, No, I like this outfit. Yeah. My last nomination in this category is Topanga's prom look that she's modeling. By the way, I thought it was so funny how they're like, oh, like if you want to order any of these dresses, like get a catalog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild. Um, so I felt like this was very 90s prom because it's um, so it's like a lilac satin silky dress Mm -hmm. that is very straight there's no like flare there's no cutouts so it's definitely not a modern silhouette it's like pretty modest um nearly floor length she has like little like heels um and the dress is not touching the floor which absolutely nowadays like your dress would touch the floor Mm -hmm. um but her hair is really pretty it's like pulled up towards the side a little bit her bangs and her hair is like wavy, like um, mm-hmm. like she braided it in like two braids. Nothing, nothing like her old. Yeah, not like braids. kinky curly. Yeah, yeah, like 
beachy waves almost um a silver necklace she has a corsage what did you think of uh Topanga's prom outfit I love this I also love um the makeup that Topanga has on simply because it's very different than what we normally see her in she has like a very um like a darker lip but it's a very um like a muted almost like a I don't want to say I don't want to make this sound negative because it's not but like a zombie lip you know what I mean because it's mm-hmm. such like a gray tone uh lip mm-hmm. color yeah it's like brownish yeah I really yeah. really like her makeup in this I think it's a gorgeous dress and I totally agree with you that it has to be 90s because you don't really see a lot of like satiny silky dresses nowadays mm-hmm. like I feel like it's much like lace and like gems and bling is like mm-hmm. much more modern than this dress is this dress yeah, is or really, the two like, pieces or the cutouts yes or like yeah this piece covers too much of her to be anywhere near modern yeah like but the straps are really thick yeah not spaghetti strap at all but it's so gorgeous on her I just think it's like I mean she's such a beauty like she's a natural beauty anyway but I just yeah. I really like the look of this dress um it is a tough call here like I really like I mean we only see a little bit of Melanie but I really like the outfit she's in but I just think because like the makeup corresponds with it and it's just like such a good look I have to give the point to Topanga I mean so Topanga's prom look yes yes I mean I think it's it's hard anybody going up against Topanga always has such a hard time because I think her like fashion is so iconic yeah. um but we don't see her in formal wear often so yeah she yeah. has to get the point all right very nice next up is the paul red certificate of timelessness my first nomination is feeny's midnight gardening look <laughs> um feeny is wearing like a bucket hat kind of i love so very it. very on trend he's wearing a plaid uh shirt he's wearing like this little like white thermal um uh, turtleneck as well. It's like a dicky, yeah. Yeah, and a blue, a dark navy blue uh, puffer vest and his gardening gloves. What do you think of Feeny's gardening look? I'm obsessed with nighttime gardening, Feeny. Um, <laughs> like, he had, I feel like he's the guy who has like a hat for every occasion. Mm-hmm. And I truly appreciate that. Um, I love that he has to wear like three layers because it gets a little bit nippy out when he's gardening so late at night. Um, yeah, I love this outfit. I think he looks like he just went to any like Dick's Sporting Goods and just picked up the whole thing. And I I really appreciate that. I love He's this so outfit. He's so cute. I love. Yeah, I do miss the gardening smock, but yeah. these nighttime gardening <laughs> it's looks too cold are for that. It. Yeah. Um, next up, we have New Morgan's outfit. She is wearing um, overalls, um, a... Like with a little embroidered star, like a sweet little t-shirt with like some flower embellishments. Um, Her hair is long. It's blonde. It's straight with a middle part and a um, headband. I just thought it was like a nice kid look that I could probably see kids wearing today yeah I think kids clothes it's kind of like timeless in general right but like I think that the one thing that stands out to me though is like the flower decals or whatever you want to call them appliques I guess on the shirt is like totally something that we all had in the 90s because everyone was like obsessed with floral stuff yeah totally agree on the overall front though overalls are timeless they've Mm -hmm. made a comeback this time I think they're staying I just think they're too easy for people to not want to wear them Mm -hmm. right um, no, I think it's a cute look. I like that the return of Morgan was in an overalls outfit because we've seen her in overalls before. So I think they're just yeah. like, oh, you don't recognize this girl. What if we put her in overalls then maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My last nomination is Topanga 
making out with Nick. And we only see her in the booth. But I just thought this rose colored blazer is absolutely spectacular and I gorgeous. Knew that I, yeah, I knew when I saw this, you were going to put it in the fashion hour because I'm like, she loves like a rose colored anything. Yeah, yeah. And I love the sleeve. Like she has it cuffed. She's wearing like a white ribbed like Like I think it's probably a tank underneath But I like Mm -hmm. the rib detailing And some sort of like high waisted pant With like at least a few buttons My only question and her hair is like Straight like super straight Like not even Mm -hmm. like a little bit of a wave My only question is She has something that looks like a lavalier Mic on her chest And I can't tell what that is Oh see I Thought it was supposed Oh maybe you're right I thought it was supposed to be buttons it could be buttons, but like I couldn't. No, it like, looks just like yeah. It looks, it like, looks a mic, like a yeah. lavalier mic, but like they wouldn't have one no, of those. They do mics. like a boom mic, yeah, yeah. So I have no clue what that is. But I don't if you either. say it's buttons, I'll go down the buttons. Like I'll follow your journey. But like every angle that I looked at it, it legit looked like a microphone to me. It does, yeah. Um, no, I love this jacket. Uh, I would buy this jacket. Um, if this so jacket, pretty. especially if it was like in a pea coat form. Yes, very much my thing. I had like an obsession with peacoats for a while. I have like four or five of them. Who needs five peacoats? Nobody in the world. I have them. I have a purple one. I have like all different color peacoats. But love this jacket. I think that like this color is so flattering on her. It's yeah. gorgeous. Um, I like this look. I like to. I, here's the thing. I think it doesn't matter if she's wearing a pants or a high waisted skirt. It like it all would go together, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can imagine the way the rest of this outfit ends. Um and it's all good things. Um no I love this. I think here's the thing. I want to give the Topanga the point, but I, I just I have to give it to Feeny. Like yeah. the, the midnight gardening has gotten me. <laughs> um so Feeny, congratulations. You get the point for your adorable outfit. It isn't a gardening smock, but it's the next best thing. <laughs> he always gets us with the midnight gardening. We just cannot resist. He's so cute. He's adorable. <laughs> I love it. Um. So yeah, that's our two episodes this week, and uh, we have a Topanga and a Feeny win. We love Fashion to see Hour. It. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So next week we are covering another two episodes, season three, episodes fifteen and sixteen. We have a guest. We do. Yeah, Cody L. Patterson. We've had him on as a guest before. He was such a fun guest. He's from the AGT Time Pod, which is the America America's Got Talent Time podcast. Um, and we're really excited to discuss those episodes with him. Yes, he's coming back. We we had such a good time with him the first time. I'm really excited for him to make a return on season three of Boy Meets World with us. Um, that's going to be a great time. So make sure you get in your feedback. Shit90spod at gmail.com, at shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram if you want to reach out. We have so much else going on. Dawson's Creek is seriously knocking it out of the park. If you are not listening to that podcast, you are truly missing out because season two is fire, 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 honestly. Um, and then, of course, we just put out both the um, Hook Bonus podcast with Kevin Mahadeo. And then more recently, we released our Sleepless in Seattle podcast with the wonderful, the beautiful, amazing person, MJC, Michael J. Clark. Uh, he came on because we can't talk about Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan without him. Um, that was a really fun podcast. Please also mm-hmm. give that a listen uh, and see if I liked it better than You've Got Mail. Who knows? You'll have to listen and find out. I know. 
Well, you know. They don't know. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, you I were know. there. Sarah was okay, there, It's not that impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't forget about me. I was there, too. Um, uh, yeah. So that's yeah. that's what we have going on. And then more exciting things in uh, in August. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica, this was a pleasure. As always. <laughs> yeah. I'm really um, excited for us to go to, to Boris College together. Yes. We're going to room together at Boris College. It's not a party school, though. So like, we really have to study. Um, would you join Greek life with me? No. <laughs> no. I, not at all. No. It's not for oh. me. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you all next week. Have a good one, everybody. Just Shit 90 shows taught me. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.